on maynard.com.au. Uh, Tim, I was let in by someone who had no idea they were sharing the castle with you. How are you going there, my man? Oh, good. We're here at Madame Fufu Cafe. The show has not started yet. There has been ice offered into our glasses, but it's actual frozen water, Tim. I'm a bit disappointed. Oh, it's frozen water. I expect more from an inner city suburb. <laughs> this is the magic bit of the show you don't actually see people. This is where Tim and I are preparing. How would you describe the way we prepare for a show, Tim? It's like a spider's web, except it's while it's still in the spider before it's actually been arranged in some kind of pattern. Really, the way we start is just a sort of a hairy black sack full of stuff. We're ready to go. We're ready to go. Look at us. Look at us. We're dressed. Pants. We look up and down Glee Point Road. We look all around the postcode of 2037. Slightly more expensive than the Annandale one. We look around. We look at things. We look at haircuts. We hear people say, bunga bunga like this. Well... Bunga Bunga. And then there's the Nepalese pronunciation of Bunga Bunga, which is like this. You say Bunga Bunga for us? Bunga Bunga for us? Cool. That's right. It's grim. It's slim. It's on a shim. It's trim. It's amazing. It's belim. It's bedim. It's fallen. It's forim. It's acronym. It's paradigm. Or oh, then there should be paradigm. Shootonym. Antonym. And it's Tim. It certainly is. And look, I'm looking at Maynard, which rhymes with uh, Maynard. It's time for Bunga Bunga. Bunga Bunga. Here we are. I'm right here with Maynard. 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 It's Bunga Bunga 41. The show they said, we can't have any of this. If you're listening to this show, you must have voted maybe. I'm not so sure about that. Yeah, you must have voted maybe, and good on you for voting maybe. Good on you for voting curious, question mark. Wow! What I enjoy is when I'm pushing you around, people look at you and they go, oh, there's Tim, he has a disability, and they look at me and they go, They just wonder what your disability is. They don't realise your disability is your superpower. (laughs) You have a love of music. wearing my uh, 50 years of Playboy shirt. This is my in-morning shirt for you, Hefnes. What do you make of my 50 years of Playboy covers that are all on my shirt? Mm. It's cool. Bunga Bunga News. Bunga Bunga News. It's all happening at the moment. Australia is falling apart. I called the Prime Minister's office, and that's fun. I suggest to everybody, if you get a B under your bonnet, don't write an email. Any idiot can trash an email. But if you call up the minister's office, even the prime minister's office, they will talk to you. That's their job. They're not there to have any prejudice about what you're saying. And you just get on and try to talk for as long as you can to waste their precious time as they try to drag us slowly over the cliff. So what have you done? Have you actually managed to speak to anybody or you've just managed to tie up time? Well, I just called and just said that the Prime Minister's promised that the same-sex marriage debate wouldn't get out of hand and there wouldn't be conflict. It would bring Australia together. It's clearly completely wrong, given some first-hand information I had myself. I hate you more! 
over this issue that really is nobody's business. Tim, we went to a lovely dinner last night. A friend of yours was saying he'd been on some dates recently and had been given a list of problems from people, like he'd spent the night with the girl and next morning he'd woken up and she'd given a list of five things. Five things? That's pretty amazing. Five things is a lot. And it seems a little OCD for somebody to have. Five problems with another person's personality. Does that mean that four of those things don't really count and the fifth one is what they really mean? Everybody knows if you want to win an argument, most of the time the real punch, the sucker punch comes at number five. You go, well, there's this, there's your hair and there's your nose and there's your ears and there's your jaw. But worst of all, there's the dead body in the bathroom. There's not much news going in in the Maynard apartment, except I am wearing the Hugh Hefner morning shirt. This is the early 90s 50th anniversary of Playboy shirt, which has 50 different Playboy covers on it with the little Playboy buttons and everything. Have a look at the cover art and you'll see me there. It's the kind of shirt you don't wear if you're a scientist and you're about to launch a rocket or something. Actually, got any of these Playboy covers you can see, Tim? No, but I went out with a few of them. I started young. When Hef passed away, I thought, gee, what'll I do? And I found a 70s picture of Hugh Hefner with the 70s bunny girls with the Playboy private jet. But just off to the right, there's two guys working at the airport in their combi. They don't know they're in the shot and they are having one hell of a perv. The combi guys. Guys in combis, you just can't trust them. The boonga boonga. Boonga boonga. That is the news. Keep an eye at maynard.com.au to see what's going on. We're looking around. Tim, do you believe there's an example of a, a gentleman who is punching above his weight as far as the dating goes? Way above his weight. He's not looking too happy about it. I think he can see... Danger. ...the cliff approaching. That moment where he's finally told, anyway... Oh, no, I'm just tired. I'm just tired. Um, But it's been great. It really has. Can you get the bill? When you see the whole thing going wrong in a dating thing, do they come back from the bathroom and you're gone? Or you've gone and Paul Livingston's sitting there and has a written explanation? Now, how do you deal with it, Tim? Well, you know, man, I've never been on a date. Sorry, hang on. You've been married more than once. You have a couple... Hang on, there must have been a date somewhere along the line. I've never been on a date. I went on a date once with the lady who became my beautiful wife, Stephanie. And I guess, yes, that was a date. We went to see a Malaysian film, festival film. Hello, darling. That's what you tell the parents anyway. I've been helping Tim out because his beautiful wife is away at the moment and Kittler is behaving like a meerkat. Last night, Kittler was up looking around there. I'm sure that there was some mention of the 1932 Olympics. Very meerkatish. He's completely freaked out, as am I. I can barely function when the beautiful Stephanie's away in Los Angeles. I don't even know where that is. Look, it's treacherous out there. I know, I hear about it. I hear the war stories. We hear a lot of female war stories about dating, but men are more reluctant to talk about their dating disasters. Why is that so, Maynard? I guess because we just assume it's our fault, really. The one common denominator in all the um, relationships that haven't worked is, uh, 
me. And though my friends just might ask me, they say, Martin, maybe one day you'll find true love. Maybe all their dates are disasters too because it's their fault. I say maybe. I know that men are lesser creatures, but for, for God's sake, when people go out on dates, everybody knows the risk, which is that you might end up sitting across a table from a person with no sense of humour. I know a guy with a wooden leg named Joe. What's the name of his other leg? Time for fake news. The fake news. It's fake, phony, fake. I love it. I love it. Biggest way. Fake news from the newdaily.com.au. ATM charges dropped. After decades of daylight robbery, charges against ATM machines have been dropped. Police questioned thousands of ATMs on charges of needless, greedy thievery and absurd $2 a pop penny-pinching bull twang. The machines have been released without having to repay the stolen cash, up to 500 million bucks a year. Banks have demanded gratitude and a patent on the back for cutting their ATM fees. Furious customers responded with helpless grumbles and shrugs. It's fake. Phony, fake. Corey Bernardi claims robocalls are hetero. As part of his anti-same-sex marriage campaign, Senator Corey Bernardi will invade a million Australian homes with robocalls. The robocall is a half-human, half-machine creature. Nationwide, it will be knocking on doors or kicking them open. Each robocall will speak with Bernardi's metallic voice, and each one will say, changing the marriage act will limit the right of parents to object to radical gay sex education, as if that is true. Bernardi claims robocalls are, quote, normal, but he says the recent yes vote robo tweets are effeminate, artistic, and chatty. A spokesman said robo tweets are hashtag invasive, hashtag unholy. The Bible clearly states that marriage is between a man, a woman, and their robo calls. Fake. And now to Maynard with the spot. Go for it. Ezekiel 20, 23. I'm completely understanding what you're pointing at. Phony, fake. Fake news you can trust. Headlines. Australian Bureau of Statistics becoming a statistic. Abbott claims sport is sport in recognition that gay sex is sporty. Corporations claim taxes are for poor people. And Trump can't believe he hasn't nuked them yet. Finally, headlines. No voting hetero couple. Enjoy leather, rubber, collars, spandex, porn, electric toothbrushes, ice cubes, zucchinis, and chili sauce. Hello, hello! The fake news. It's fake, phony, fake. I love it! I love it. Biggest way. Tim, where do you get this stuff from? Boy, fake news. I just basically repeat the news, except I just write down the actual news. Politicians very rarely say what they mean. Except Nigel Farage. I said, we've got Tim, and he said this. Who are you? That's right, who am I? I'd never heard of you. See, someone like Peter Dutton, he really says what he really wants to say. So I just read not between the lines, I read under the lines. You were very happy to see that nuclear war was back on the agenda too. 
I was thrilled. The millennials have it coming to be terrified of dying in a nuclear firestorm like we did. Bubbling over with... How about some crank mail? Crank mail, crank mail, crank mail. Hang on, Tim. Goodness me, that's some sort of noise at the end. Some pinging. What is that noise? I don't know. What was that pinging, Maynard? Do you think it was some small animal? It's hard to know. Let's get closer. Oh, my God. It's the sound. It's the sound of a ladybug. It's a ladybug. Hang on a minute. You throw these terms around like ladybug. If you're in Thailand or something, that's offensive to some people. Oh, of course it is. In Singapore, ladybugs can kill you. It's amazing how much urine comes out of a small beetle. Well, a ladybug, after standing on a drop of water, which they can do, after standing there and drinking heavily with a very tiny microphone, we've been able to record the sound. Let's just hear it one more time. Amazing. Some people might think it's a marsupial. Some people might think it's a radiator leak from some nuclear submarine. I thought it was Barnaby Joyce, but I should have known better. The thing is, he should be taking the piss, but most of the time he's delivering it. Crank mail! How do you feel about Hugh Hefner? Some people think radical sexual liberation guy or a sexist bastard who used women for his own profit. Uh-oh. What's going to happen now? Hugh Hefner was one of the people who saved humanity from itself. Being a feminist and having sex are not incompatible habits. So I would hope that feminists, and we're feminists, everybody with half a brain thinks women should be equal. Hugh Hefner was indeed, I would say, a feminist icon. He was doing nothing but giving young women the chance to bear their bodies in as natural and as flattering a way as they possibly could. Sure, it was for the prurient delight of men and male readers, but who cares? Men like looking at girls, girls like being girls, and showing men their bodies so that the men go, oh, and run out of words. On that issue, Stephen Clark of Newcastle has written to us as crank mail, I won't miss Hugh Hefner's heterosexual posturing. It wasn't posturing, it was real. He was really hetero. He was perhaps the most hetero man in the universe. If you mean posturing in the sense that he was putting it on so that other people would feel they had to be hetero, I'd have to say that's dead wrong. He made the Captain and Tennille hat look good. Yeah, and they did look good, but he made them look better. Crank mail! Era Arendale wants to know, can a fluffer be used on a shag carpet? Give your fluffer a big glass of water before they start fluffing. They can steam better. Well, one thing I always liked about Unreal TV, and I did like many, many things about that TV show which is basically a clip show in prime time, was I'd always end the show by saying, thanks for joining us, I'm Tim Ferguson. Then I'd turn off stage and say, OK, bring in the fluffer, and we'd hear a dolphin. And nobody ever once called to complain. Crank mail! Shell Lancaster writes, Don't you think it's about time we ditch daylight savings? I hate having to do maths every time I call interstate. We should do away with daylight entirely, Shell. I think you've got a very good point. Daylight is the thing that's causing the problems. The cockroaches come out. Hey, let's go, let's go. She's the one, 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 she's the one. 
and surfies feel that the beach is theirs all of a sudden. Crank mail! Linda Anderson Pierce writes, why don't people like white chocolate? Because they're bad people. People who don't like white chocolate. So has this got something to do with the statues? Oh, absolutely. And they do have a great theme, but that was the old Nazis theme. What's the new Nazis theme? Oh, the new Nazis theme is just great. It's... Here's the story of a man named Brady who was... If there was actually a statue you could put up or pull down in this country, what would you put up or pull down? I would put up a statue of Jermaine Greer and I'd have her giving the finger to everybody that walked past. Going, that would be cool. I'd tear down that one of Henry Lawson, only because it would just give the shits to just the right number of Tony Abbott's. And plus he blew the dog up. He blew the dog up. just so he had something to rhyme about. Crank mail! Mark Dawson of the Hunter area writes, Can Tim give us some behind-the-scenes gossip about his TV series? Which TV series do you think he's asking about? He's got to be talking about Unreal TV. No. Don't forget your toothbrush. No. <laughs> the big gig. No. Uh, Viva Cabaret. No. Das Love on the no. BBC. Um, Shock Jock. He wants to know behind the scenes at Shock Jock, which was a uh, six or seven part series that played on TV One during the late 90s, was it, Tim? Oh, it was two 13 and a half hours detailing the life of Shock Jocks in the 1980s. It was a sitcom. It was very funny. You know, it was paid for by uh, our good friends, the English people. I hear that the Bargwan is like the Pope, but he's sexier. Now, we know that the Pope puckers up for the tarmac when he touches down. What would the Bargwan do? Maybe slip the tongue in, have a bit of a feel? I kept working with the same producers but I've sacked them many many times and we've all enjoyed that just as a tax dodge and that closes up our crank mail crank mail crank mail crank mail let's just have a moment of Tim Ferguson's poetry Tim Ferguson a man who thinks quite a lot and what's this one called Tim oh here's some nice music oh very pastoral very nice indeed Tim what have you got for us today This one is called Art Film. The Art Film. No. Tomorrow. Maybe yesterday. Tim Winton is a thing. And that's it. Fantastic, Tim. I believe you got a grant for that initially. There was some buffeting back and forth about the grant, and eventually it came through, and I believe you owe Centrelink $3,000 after that. Yeah, I owed him an absolute fortune. I'm a, I think I just oversold the saleability of my poetry in the same way that Tim Winton's movies get oversold. Wow! Did you think Lantana's a go or not? I always thought Lantana was a go, just because all the male friends I had had women who were coming home accusing them of affairs and murder. Maynard's Money Shot Theatre. Yeah. This is where we have a naughty movie, and this time it's a transsexual one. My favourite drag name, Athena. Athena before. And it's called My Friend's Hot Friend, and it's obviously all about Tim. I've always wanted to be with you since I met you. Okay. And scene. 
that, that is just, just amazing. That is really good. It keeps the sheen short and punchy. If you've got some great dialogue like that from a trans or polysexual movie, just send it in there. That actual music is what Tim is playing with Kittler. Kittler wants to put this stuff in. The Karl Orff doesn't really work. Ever since he joined the One Nation Front, he hasn't been the same cat. It's time to ask... What's in Maynard's bug out bag? Something very special. Life Australia magazine, July 24th, 1967. 25 cents. Do you want to explain what's on the front cover, Tim? Oh, man, it's the Beatles. It's three of the Beatles. Because someone had cut the pool out. It says, the new far-out Beatles and the new far-out album, Sgt Peppers. It says, marijuana's turned on millions. And underneath that, there's the Australia story. Prue Acton, success story. All those stories go together to create what we would call a media blancmange. Look at that. We got the Beatles in Life magazine. Oh, he's dressed like Sergeant Peppers. There's an ad for a Mazda, but I don't know what Mazda that is. It looks a bit like a Peugeot... It doesn't look like a great car. It doesn't look like the car you really want to get your hands on. It's like the Cortina. Not a big car, not one you drive around showing off. Mazda Cosmos Sport. Rotary engine no Cosmos Sport. Just looking at the styles and the journalism of 1967, what do you make of it, Tim? It's a really good microcosm of what was happening. Stories on the crisis in Jerusalem at the time, a story on marijuana, millions have turned on users, showing that marijuana was destroying society, which, I've got to say, over 40 years later, has yet to collapse. The uh, first paragraph there. It says, almost overnight, the United States has embarked on the greatest mass flouting of law since prohibition, marijuana. It's a mild euphoric drug known and used throughout much of the world. It's only mild if you're not doing it correctly, that's for sure. Look, there's reel-to-reel tape players, so when you get women back to your flat, you can play reel-to-reel tapes to them. The Akai tape recorder. Boy, I don't think they had their eyes on the ball. Akai's okay. Okay? You don't see many Akai products in the stores these days. I've got a reel-to-reel player or two at my place and it uh, doesn't impress anybody. Or DAT. I'll tell you what, you don't get laid when you have a DAT player. Have you got a reel-to-reel player or a DAT player at your place? Or you've got a cassette player? What do you play your music on? Just the old iPhone. <laughs> exactly. Have you ever actually had a sound format that has impressed anyone, Tim? It impressed me. By what name are you known? There are some who call me... Tim? Bunga Bunga. Tim, I was amazed that this year they brought back the talent section for the Miss World. And every single did dancing or some version of it, except for one who did ventriloquism. She did ventriloquism? I think she should have just won just for doing it. And that's a pretty brave statement. Normally it's plate spinning... playing glasses but everyone was dancing except for her well she should have won just because she was the different one this ventriloquist act by miss louisiana 
Just look at the expressions on the judges' faces. The aberration to the norm. Like playing spoons would have killed them. I played a spoon. Of course, Tim, the problem with was that they get asked a couple of questions. They get the political question, and normally the first one is, what is the best coloured lipstick ever? And, of course, that's Chanel 71 Red. That is the best colour ever. But for the second time they come out, they ask questions like this. How would you like the global community to view the United States? Tough bloody question, Tim. The United States is a community full of leaders who are not only held accountable for their actions, but are people who are bound together to make sure that we are able to carry out our rights as American citizens. By the way, have you met anyone who's voting no in our recent poll? Nobody's voting no. Nobody would admit to voting no, because if you vote no... Uh, my, My parents are, my mum and my dad are voting no, and when pushed as to why they're voting no, they're voting no because they feel that it should be called something else when it's a same-sex marriage, and they also, they feel that somehow their marriage will be devalued if marriage is to all. I've tried to explain that that's not the case, but they can't be changed. And is that their first marriage? Both their second marriage. So you would think that moving on to a second marriage is already a devaluation of the original marriage contract. Tim, what sound would you like today from the archives of the Maynard International Studios workshop? I would like to hear the sound of Immigration Minister Peter Dutton tongue-pashing the other guy, Corey Bernardi. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Get it on, boys. The Home Affairs portfolio is dedicated to keeping Australians safe, to doing everything that we can. If you redefine marriage, you start having to redefine uh, the types of sexual um, discussions that are had. Ooh, now, I don't care who you are. Once you've gone, ew, you can't help but get that picture in your head. That'll be a hard one to get rid of. And they're really going for it. Tim, look at my coffee I just got. My God, it's a Playboy bunny in your coffee. It's time to put Tim in the Tim Tunnel. That's right, the Tim Tunnel. He goes back into time and he makes things, we'd like to say better, but frankly, no. He's the rip-rip wood chip of making things better. Rip-rip wood chip, turn it into paper. Throw it in the bin, no news today. It's like Dr. What? Dr. What? Doctor Who? What? No. Not no, I said what. Well, who's what? Now cut that out. Tim's historical hypothetical, where we say, okay, smartass, what would you have done? Tim, the date. Wednesday, the 26th of September, 1917. It's like you're reading my mind. (laughs) The place, South Australia. Is that an actual place? You are Chief Secretary, Mr. A.H. Peake. In the 80s, he was A.H. Peakin. Because of all the E that was going on there. But in 1917, it was Mr. A.H. Peake. This is the actual story from the 26th of September, 1917, in South Australia. Strong anti-German feeling has resulted in all German place names being changed in South Australia. I'm going to read the list of the place names, and you are going to tell me what they've changed them to. The first place, Mr. A.H. Peake. Bismarck. What are we changing the name of Bismarck to? Oh, it should have been changed to either Queen Mary or the USS Missouri. Bloomberg. Just Bloomers would be a great name for a town. Blumenthal. 
Blue Mersenthal, I think, again. It's a great name, particularly if you're in South Australia. That means you're in the south of somewhere nobody ever goes. I always enjoyed North Adelaide, my favourite place. North Adelaide's great, and North North Adelaide, where all the murders take place. I had a tweet that was very successful a couple of weeks ago, and it was breaking news. High court rules, but I'm from Adelaide, is not an excuse. Not many people can actually boo a murder. It's very hard, but we know someone who can. Boo! He booed Breaking Bad. I mean, you need me gone, because your dickhead brother-in-law is never going to let up. Boo! He booed the new Doctor Who. The title role in Doctor Who is to be played by a woman for the first time in the 54-year history of the series. Boo! He booed Batman, and, and look what it did to Batman. It hurt Batman's feelings. Boo! Nothing has ever cut me so deeply to the quick. No blow ever struck by any arch-villain has ever hurt me so acutely as that little boy's boo. That kid. As the AH peak, Hamburg, what would you change that to? Oh, Hamburg should, I guess, if you're going to be true to inner city Adelaide, should become a vegetable of some kind. Call it quinoa. Tim has saved all of South Australia from being embarrassed about being a bit too German. And what would you call a German shepherd? I'd call him just a guy from Adelaide. They look the same. Tim's historical hypotheticals. Don't go on dates. Let them come to you. They've gone now. So what do you think was going on? There was the girl who had the ponytail. And the guy was kind of attractive too. But there was not a thing going on there, was there? You can feel the darkness. Do you think he should have stepped up to the mark and worn yoga pants himself? Yeah, he's there with his Star Trek DVDs ready to go. And she was just saying, no, it's not going to happen. Speaking of that, the Orville. You've seen the Orville. That's Seth MacFarlane's. It's a great show. People thought it was going to be a family guy in space. There's a ship available. The USS Orville. Ever since I was a kid, I have wanted to serve on an exploratory vessel. You're nobody's first choice for this job, but we have 3,000 ships to staff and we need captains. Have you seen episode two? That is my favorite. Episode two is really good. I enjoyed episode three, which has a very interesting premise of two kind of Klingon males who are married from a Klingon-style planet where everybody's male have just had a baby girl and they're seeking to have a sex change for their daughter. Ordus, your entire species is male, isn't it? That is correct, sir. Probably not a lot of arguments about leaving the toilet seat up and that kind of thing, right? Marklands urinate only once per year. Really? I mean, I'm, I'm up two, three times a night. <laughs> that is unfortunate. It is. It's really quite a loaded episode, dealt with a strong degree of that Seth MacFarlane humour, but it's really quite a conundrum question. The original series of Star Trek would have been relatively low budget compared to today, but the lighting on the bridge in the original series of Star Trek is much, much superior to what they've got in the Orville. Just have a look at the uh, Star Trek set with Shatner and everybody, and then have a look at the Orville. Yeah, it's a very different scene. I think maybe it's just that green screen making sure you just capture everything under fluorescent light. But there's very little artistry in the lighting on the oval. We don't mean your family any harm. Well, we did just shoot his dad. Aside from shooting your dad, we don't mean your family any harm. And if you had a holodeck in your house, Tim, where would you go if you had a holodeck? Where would you go, Tim? Oh, I think I would always go to Fru Fru Cafe. People in the Star Trek show in the Orville could also come there too, so long as they don't get in our way. They've got the whole Star Trek thing going on with the holodeck and they'll have a, a spaghetti western. You shoot us, you'll hang for it. 
Perhaps we settle this the traditional way. You mean a showdown? No, senor. We will have a dance contest. Wait, what? What is this, what, man? What, what, what the hell is this? I have taken many years of jazz and tap. If you can beat me in a dance-off, I will surrender. I infuse many different styles of choreography to make the steps my own. You will be defeated, senor. Very funny scene. It's a clever show. They've got bottomless budget. They've got one of America's funniest TV makers at the helm who plays the straight man character very well. It's worth checking out the Orville. Hang on a minute. Yes, I'm getting something in my earpiece. Oh. Sound of that exciting music means it's time to thank our Patreons. These are the people that keep Planet Maynard and Bunga Bunga on the air, on the thing. You know, well, they keep it where it is right now. Let's thank the heavy hitters first. Panda Paws, Nick Andrew. Incredible. Andrew Waddington, Peter Young, Stuart Dundas, Natasha Critter, Frankie Lee. Oh, how wonderful. Norman Fox, Richard Wright, Mel Whedon, James Trevina. Gregory Duralis. Oh, thanks for sticking with the team. Stephanie Spears. Don't forget, F. Carmichael, pronounced F. Carmichael. Christy Shields. Katie. Lindley Kissick, everyone's favourite Melbourne postie. Craig Walker. Now there's a man that can act. Sometimes when he's at the chemist, you can never tell that he's buying condoms. Katrina Hale. Jeremy Kirkwood. Tony Eels, Daniel, John, Spud, who is a whippet. Not at all. Daniel Matthews, Penny Obede, Howard Lovett, Yvonne Dunn. It's not disappointing that you're still on the list. Craig McCarran, Dr. Rachie, Shell Lancaster, Leon Lynch, Mark Kirby, Jody Sutcliffe. It fills our hearts with love. Rebecca Jones, who increased her donation this month. <laughs> Dana H, Kath Reed, Nick McCarty. Keep going, keep trying. Sue Wielden, Sammy Satine, Michelle Ham. That's Michelle Ham, not Michael Ham, as we noted in an earlier episode. And not Christmas Ham, as that joke is done every December. Eva, Emily Short, Daryl Adams, David Hickey. Sinferella Eva and Victoria Redfern. And don't forget for the upcoming Bunga Bunga Festival of Dumb Ideas that's coming in November in Glebe, every Patreon will be asked to stand for a standing ovation from the audience that makes you feel a million dollars. Patreon.com slash Maynard. Even a dollar a month would be appreciated. It's time for Tim's right of reply to a question no one asked. Tim goes up there and he goes off about something that really no one asked him, but it's Tim's right of reply to a question nobody asked. Don't expect too much. Ferguson. Valet. Valet to Hugh Hefner. What a man. He changed the world more than the Dalai Lama's ever been able to. He affected great changes. And if you're thinking that's not possible... That's not possible. Just let me say one word, pornography. If you've ever seen pornography or had it in your house or felt it ruining your relationship or felt it distracting you from your workplace, you can blame Hugh Hefner. Hugh Hefner tried to, as much as he could, normalise pornography. And to a certain extent, he really did. 
Of course, there's always the pushback from people who don't like pornography, but it's interesting that people have gone from thinking pornography is just an exploitation of women to seeing amateur pornography. This is pornography that couples and people make all by themselves, which goes against every dictate that's been made about that industry. But whatever it is, wherever you stand, and usually it's in the bathroom with an apple in your mouth, pornography's here to stay, and you can blame Hugh Hefner. Vale, Hugh. Well done, old son. In August of 1953, before I started the magazine, I had no money and was running out. My bank account was almost down to nothing. And I finally got up a nerve, enough nerve to go and visit my home and ask my dad whether or not he would loan me some money or invest in the magazine. He's an, he was an accountant and a good businessman. He didn't think that Playboy would be a good investment, so he turned me down. As I was leaving, my mother took me aside and said she had some money of her own. She had been working during the war. She wrote me a check for $1,000. Uh, it was the largest at that point investment that I'd had in what turned out to be a total investment of $1,000 that launched the Playboy Empire. So my mother was one of the first original investors. She didn't believe in the magazine, but she did believe in her son. Don't expect too much. Tim, when you join the words sexual and marionette, it doesn't go. Well, I do do a class on the sex scene in the film Team America, where the two puppets get it on. It's after the I promise you, I will never die promise. And of course, it's funny, even though if they were real, you would say, oh, that's fairly proficient pornography. There's an emptiness I need to feel And only one emptiness will do Only a woman can brighten up my day Only a woman can touch me the right way I asked my students, you know, what does it make that, that makes it funny? And they sit there and wait because they figure I know. And the simple fact is that a guy called Ralph Waldo Emerson, famous American, a contemporary of Mark Twain's, wrote that all comedy is the performance of something as if it's complete when it's clearly not complete. And if you look at why the porn scene from Team America is funny, the puppets are behaving as if this is a deeply pornographic sexual scene and the music is saying, check out these two people, check them out. They are getting it on, but they're puppets. Do you think there's any more greater suspension of disbelief than in pornography? I don't think so. People want to believe pornography. That's why some of that great dialogue that we read before, people want to believe that that's how people talk before immediately having sex with strangers. Just with that music in the background as well. Speaking about sex with strangers, we are doing a live bunga bunga at the Harold Park Hotel. God, oh my God, I know, Bunga Bunga live. If you want to be part of us recording an entire episode of Bunga Bunga, where you'll be invited to make your own comments, you'll be invited to ask us yeah, questions. The, the crank mail section, we're throwing it over to you. We're going to be doing it live in front of people. There'll be special guests. We've decided to go live. Definitely worth putting in your diary. It's going to be at the Harold Park Hotel. Upstairs. Upstairs in Sydney. And if you think getting upstairs is a problem for you, 
Wait till you see how they winch me in from the helicopter. Yes, that's right. It's the Festival of Dumb Ideas at the Harold Park Hotel, the 14th of November, really soon. Get tickets now. Tickets are available at trybooking.com or all the information you need is on the front page of maynard.com.au. See you there. Bring your crank mail. Bring your mum. If you do like it, we're going to do it about once a month, aren't we, Tim? Yeah, yeah, if people come along, we want to do one live bunga bunga a month. So you get the comedy, you get the music, you get the fun, you get the insights, you get the opinions, you get the politics, and you get the pants. All the information at maynard.com.au and it's all there for you. Or go to the Bunga Bunga Facebook page and it's all happening. Tim, I'm exhausted. My wig is wet. I'm sweaty in places a man should not be sweaty. Yeah, the elbows, that's not normal. Look, let's cut this farce out right now. Between the two of us, we are bisexual. That will do, Maynard! He's been Tim Ferguson. And he's been Maynard! And this has been... Bunga Bunga! Or as we like to say... Bunga Bunga! show and I'm sure it will be. On maynard.com.au. AU. Bryson and Hugh. Everything digital.